0: Thank you.
1: Once again, it is I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast, coming at you with hell or high water. This podcast features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons staring at the prospect of viral contagion or entertainment (laughs) irrelevance. I am your co-host, Bill Scurry, late of Amsterdam... I'm the founder
0: and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined by. I am Noah Tarno, quiz master and founder of the big quiz thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Um, I'm in San Francisco. You said late of Amsterdam, but you're still in Amsterdam, right? Or are you just joking that you're that you're already dead? Is that
1: no? I guess already? I'm I'm air zots. I mean, I'm all sorts of qualifiers, but no, I'm I'm actually in Amsterdam as as of this speaking. Yes.
0: And it's a uh, crazy week for us all. So we're talking about, <laughs> I, I don't think there's ever been as wide a gulf between what's going <laughs> on in the world and the importance of our topic, right? <laughs> you know, listening to podcasts, most people listen to news and... You know, what do I do about coronavirus? How's the government handling it? How are other countries handling it? But, man, we're, we're really hitting the important topics. Aren't yeah, we?
1: I, I think that the narrowest uh, level of importance between what was going on in the real world and what we were talking about was Choice of On Week. That was as close <laughs> as we ever got. But this is the widest gulf. I like to think that we're doing, anyone who's in the sound of my voice right now, we're doing a real Monday morning service because we're maintaining a level of normalcy. You're all out there, much like me and Noah, you're socially distancing. You know, you're, you're uh, self-quarantining and chances are at this point you're a bearded, unshowered, you know, homunculus freak who's just completely gone off the edge living on a diet of old pizza uh, without any contact. This is going to bring you back down to earth, I
0: think. Yeah, it's just, yeah, nothing brings you back down to earth more than this, for sure. So what are we talking about, Bill?
1: This, too, will have real-life import in terms of the story here. Uh, I will be able to pepper this with, with some personal anecdotes of what it's like to live in my shoes. And I do live in my shoes. I never take them off.
0: That's actually the exact opposite. You go, you go to Bill's home, and not only do you have to That's immediately true. take your <laughs> shoes off, he used to get mad at me when i visit his place, and I would put my backpack on a couch. Yes. Right? Yeah. I don't know. You wouldn't really get mad at me, but you go, Can you please not put that there? Thank you. Oh man. They're 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 pretty fastidious in in Shea Skrullbaum. We are talking about Orbees, ladies. Oh, I I screwed up. I thought we were talking about Arby's. (laughs) I went to a I had some, you know, cheddar and beef sandwiches. A bunch of
1: foil-wrapped sandwiches are sitting out in front of your laptop right now, as as a uh, half with with half, cut in half with bites to show the strata, the layers of beef and cheese.
0: So, do no. you know um, Rahm Emanuel, former mayor of Chicago, former uh, White House uh, chief of staff under President Obama, has one of his fingers is half missing? and he lost that half of a finger as a teenager or a college student he was working at Arby's and he was slicing meat this is true he was slicing meat and he accidentally sliced half of his finger off at Arby's wow. so someone once upon a time an Arby's customer ate a sandwich that contained Rahm Emanuel's finger and they definitely ate the finger they had they they were they were none the how wiser how would they know the difference <laughs> <laughs> it's the big meat and cheese. Chicago 30- mayor finger and cheese.
1: 30% Rahm Emanuel. That's the, 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 the promise. For <laughs> That's our guarantee. <laughs> you know what? Wendy's can't promise 30% yes, Rahm Emanuel,
0: yeah. but Arby's can. Yeah, Jack in the Box only has Ari Emanuel in its, uh, in its place. <laughs> Super agent Ari Emanuel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, right,
1: Orbeez. Now, you're probably wondering, hey, Bill... Uh, we're already on the ropes from this horrible uh, blight that's affecting planet Earth. What, what are Orbeez? Why are you talking about this? And you're just making me angry by not explaining it. So Orbeez is a trademarked branded name for a little gelatinous polymer nobule, uh, which nobule I don't think is a real word, but I, I kind of like it. You're thinking um, nodule. Yes, I know. Or globule. No- Globule. I think it's, glob
0: it's, nodule implies it's attached to something. Globule, I think is. I always think globule. I think that's scene in um spinal, spinal tap, tap. little green, little tap green globules. Yeah, little green globule. When they talk about the drummer spontaneously, oh, yeah. uh, no, not choking to death on on someone, someone else's bone. Someone no, uh, <laughs> spontaneously combusting on stage, and all that was left on on his drum stool was a little green globule. So I think, yeah. but I think globule is accurate. Ah, I keep spilling them. I think globule is accurate for these. But oh, man, that's, please that's a, carry yeah. on.
1: Noah spilling them is is a little teaser of what you're going to get. Some of the madcap, wacky adventures. The hijinks that we get up to on the show. The real monkey Shit. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, if you will. So these are little polymer nobules. I'm going to stick with that, which okay, swell to hundreds of times their size when immersed in 150 the times. 150 thing. times. Noah, Noah actually measured it with calipers, so that is, that is is peer-reviewed. <clears throat> um, the, the word Orbeez is a branded name for a, a substance. Now, uh, this substance has existed for decades now. It's a, a specific thing called a super absorbent polymer, and it was designed I'm going to say the 60s, 50s, something like that, through trial and error. The whole point was it was um, a couple of simple chemicals that formed a tight compacted chain together, but it was extremely hydrophilic, which means it attracts water and it bonds to it. So you're talking about something that is fairly compact and expands with the addition of water because it essentially becomes a little gelatinous knob. It, at first, it had a practical import because it was designed either as something that would absorb water, like, for instance, in a diaper, or less famously in a maxi pad. And unfortunately, the application of this caused, uh, I think, toxic shock syndrome. However, it was perfect for diapers because it would essentially make a diaper's absorption way better than it would be if it was just cotton or some sort of fiber thing going on. Uh, or it was all used in gardening Where you would take these water swollen knobs Put them inside soil somewhere And it would slowly exude them as they dried So you'd have time release water Very cool for people who would leave their house For a month or a week And would we need to water their plants That sort of thing That's all useful This isn't anything had to do with that This is a fucking little toy It's a handful of wet marbles What you're doing You have a handful of either clear As Noah will describe I believe his, his Orbeez are clear Or they're rainbow size So it almost looks like candy And you know you're talking about a handful of this powdery substance will. I people, I think overestimate sometimes how much the the size displacement will get. So people have filled up their tubs with a packet of this powdery. The little knobs and they're, they will they're th- seeds. They're seeds. Seeds, right? They're seeds. They're yeah, little,
0: you're yeah. you're 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 kind of bearing the lead. You, I bought them already grown. But okay. You buy okay. these seeds. You add. You let them soak in water for a couple hours, and they grow to 150 times. The yeah. original size. Yeah. yes.
1: So, you know, it's like, I guess that's part of the fun. It's a, it's a water bowl toy, you know? And here's here's the interesting part. I think Noah had, when we kicked this off uh, a few days ago, he said, haven't we... Now, he didn't say we already talked about these, but he says this came up peripherally yes. in, I know, at least one episode in that. We talked about Mr. Beast, the, the internet philanthropist prankster guy who did a whole thing with Orbeez. This is the first... That was the first time I heard of whatever Orbeez were because he filled, I don't know, a swim pool, a car, some bullshit. Some he filled a, ba-
0: a pool. I, I actually... Just- Just watch that video, he filled a pool in a backyard with a hundred million Orbeez. It's which, a rational thing to do. Yeah, they really don't take up that much space, the seeds. It basically no, was like no. a big pile on the deck in his friend's backyard and then they covered the backyard with tarps and they just, <clears throat> and it rained and all that and they were just everywhere.
1: Anyway, yeah, and, and ASMR, which was one of our early uh, champions, probably are still our most listened to episode because of the, the whole ASMR cargo cult uh, that's come along with it. We didn't talk about it in ASMR, but, but Orbeez, um, the sort of water globule have been appropriated by ASMR for the purposes of tingles, as it were, because it creates a very sort of wet, sloppy sound. That's our basis. Noah, uh, uh, I'm going to hand the mic uh, across thousands and thousands of miles to you. What do you think of Warby's?
0: So uh, I like this. I think this is on the high end. Wow. Of things we looked at. Yeah, I think these are neat. I was only partly joking about the gulf between world situation and what we're talking about never being greater. But I really think that's true because A, this is a pivotal moment for possibly world history certainly now. But, you know, for the moment, stay safe. While I like these, they're really not very consequential in any way at all. They're just one of these little bits of flotsam that drift through childhood and are not that different from lots of the flotsam that drifted through our childhood. Uh, So I went to Target yesterday to buy orbeez There really isn't a I guess I could have gone far afield to another toy store. I didn't want to go outside too much yesterday, and I was and going the, to Target anyway to stock up. I was saying, uh, what
1: was on the shelf at Target? Can you give me a little uh, sense well I will what tell what you in uh, the, tar-
0: the Target the target San Francisco. Uh, you really you really would there was there was on. It on reasonably looked reasonably full open like it like it's been a week or two. a week or two a few people on the streets with face masks masks Mostly Asian people. <laughs> I saw one black woman on the street as I was leaving. I'm not sure it's important she was black. And she took, as she walked by I me, mean, she took her mask off and she said, hey, do you want my mask? And I went, uh, you know, <laughs> really, you really, don't, you don't need to wear them unless you're already sick. She's like, well, I don't take any chances. And then she threw the mask on the ground and kept walking. So I don't uh. know what was going on. Yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, the point is, uh, and in the Target, the hand sanitizer aisle was depleted, and the toilet paper aisle was not depleted, but, uh, you know, definitely less than full power. But other than that, everything looked like business as usual. People look like they're shopping. I mean, I guess if you looked at what people were buying, there was a lot more toilet paper being purchased, which is, like, why is that the thing you're hoarding?
1: I'll tell you exactly why it is, because why? if you were under quarantine for as, as many days as you're supposed to not leave the house, uh, it's up to you to have enough of a Sprint to get through. I would say fourteen days, two weeks, and so people are trying to pace themselves in terms of how much toilet paper, which is kind of like a sine qua non of your life. Obviously, without even thinking about it, you need to have fourteen days of toilet paper. So I think that's what people are trying to ace in that respect.
0: A. How much toilet paper did you go through in fourteen days? Yes, I know uh, women pe- go through more than men. People are shitters. P. You know? Desperate times call for desperate measures. You know what? Half the world doesn't use toilet paper. <laughs> I was say, I'm New serious. York <laughs> people in <laughs> Well, that too. People in India, people in the Middle East, they think we're fucking jokes because we use toilet yes. paper. You know what you need? Soap. You need motherfucking soap. Goddamn yes. motherfucking. Orange peel goddamn beef. Motherfucking orange peel beef soap. I tell you, though, Again, I do need. If you, much like, if
1: you know that reference anybody, tweet us and we will give you $100. What's, it, what's the uh, No, we won't. We
0: will not. Uh, <laughs> goddamn motherfucking. No, it's motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. That's it. (laughs) Might be the best TV show ever. Might be the best TV show ever. So, uh, you know, I went and I bought Orbeez, and the only Orbeez they had there was this little globe of pre-grown Orbeez that is part of the Orbeez Wow World line. So if you go to the Orbeez website, the variety of products they have are pretty cool. But they have this line, Orbeez Wow World. It's this very strange thing. You pour the water in and there's a little fish figurine that is invisible, that becomes visible. They're creating this whole world, like a My Little Pony type thing of these characters. And that I have no use for, and this thing seems bizarre, but at least it gave me a little globe full of Orbeez, which are cool. They feel nice. So the Orbeez, they also sell a spa, a foot spa. No joke, an Orbeez foot spa, an Orbeez lounger that you could sit in, an Orbeez kind of like lava lamp thing, which really looks like a giant butt plug. I mean, most of what they sell, most of the way they gear it is for crafts, you know, use them for crafts. Uh, They have this whole line. I watched some videos, the Orbeez girls, Piper and Kiki, showing you, they, they treat Orbeez like, um, play-doh you grind up the orbeez into this paste and you make fake food and it's got recipes for how to make the fake food so it's kind of a there's a creative variety of suggestions not very obvious of what to use them for but more right. than that they're just these little fun vaguely sciencey things that kids can play with i'm reminded i mean using the same scientific principles and Materials is those little those little figurines of dinosaurs and wrestlers. You know, you get the little tiny guy. You put him in the sink, and he grows to 150 times his size. Remember those?
1: Oh sure, yeah.
0: And then things like slap bracelets and just you know, every little kid likes these little wacky, vaguely sciency things. And Orbeez seem like a fun kind of interesting addition to that canon. They make Orbeez guns that are like Nerf guns that shoot Orbeez, but they don't hurt as much as getting hit by a Nerf dart. And key, these things are biodegradable. They do not poison the environment in any way. Like you said, they're used for plants. So they said the best way to get rid of Orbeez is put them in a plant. Put them in the ground. Throw them out onto the lawn. They will biodegrade harmlessly the environment over a period of time. Don't pour them down your drain because no, they can expand and clog drain. Did yeah. you see the story about the guy who filled his bathtub with Orbeez and he didn't know how to get rid of them? So he just let them go down the drain and they clogged the pipe so much they destroyed the plumbing in his house and his neighbor's house. So don't do that. But They can um, kill, Yes. These are a harmless, fun, potentially creative thing. It's a facile word, but it really applies here. These are neat. So I like Orbeez.
1: You know, I, first of all, I could not get a hold of them. I have to admit, I'm still, we don't have Target here. The equivalent of what you would expect, sort of a general box store that has everything. We don't really have that. There are precincts. things so it's hard to find one store and i'm not complaining about this but there isn't a giant box store you can go in and buy charcoal briquettes and orbeez and socks and a cheap pair of shoes and hanes underwear a place like that doesn't exist you sort of have to find different stores different shingles item by item and i thought well the odds of getting this thing in particular much like of the odds of getting pumpkin spice this, I'm assuming, was much more of an American thing. So, uh, And then here's what mooted the entire operation was that I went out this morning to go out and hunt on these various toy stores and the, 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 you know, the limited amount of variety stores there were. And my bike tire was flat, which is, oh, again, Am- That is the Amsterdam most typical
0: problem. Amsterdam problem I've ever heard in my life. Dude, you want to know something?
1: This is the third time in two months that my bike tire has ruptured. And I replaced the tube. The last time. The first time it was patched. The second time it was a new tube. This, bi- this bike wants to explode the back tire. You, you're, so, you're pouring uh, Orbeez into the tires, dude. So that kind of killed my final press. My final push to actually look for these things was, was demeaned by the fact that I wasn't about to get a public transit today.
0: Yes. Oh, dude, so, I'm getting on. I'm, I'm going all the way to Berkeley this afternoon, man. I'm getting on. That's I'm awesome. No, getting on, no, and, baby. And the, uh,
1: the, the tram, the overland tram, the streetcars in Amsterdam are much less peopled, but they're still fairly dense. They could be together. I'm not afraid of taking them, but I, I just didn't have enough time after all. I thought, oh, if I bike around, I get there back and forth. But so the long story short, I wasn't able to locate Orbeez, but I mean, the research I did gave me a pretty good impression. And I... Hear everything you're saying, and there's part of me that is agreeing with everything, and, and I feel like we've talked about a couple of things here in terms of there were some games and some childhood novelties that you really dug into because they were fairly simple. Game uh, pigeons, Pigeon. yes, yeah. and and it's like you like those things because they were easily graspable. They had a few moving parts. It was like a, a digitized version, or or even slime. I thought slime kept crossing my mind, and we actually made slime. In yeah. my kitchen back on 15th Street in New York a bunch of years back when we started the show. That was like episode 8 or 10 or something like that early on. And I think I had the same impression with Orbeez as I did with Slime. It's like, oh, I understand. You got this thing. There's a little bit of the joy of Genesis where right. you, you made this thing appear in front of you. You watched a state or phase change. And then what? Um, and I, I, it
0: occurred to me that— Well, then then you got to get creative. Yes, Yes, it's inspiring. A, it's inspiring. This
1: is where I hit the brick wall because yeah. I thought, well, there's not much fun you could do with them. You have It's a tactile thing. You get to squish them. You get to look at them. But it's like that runs out after about three minutes. And it requires, I think, more imagination uh, than I have. Or at least my imagination has been so destroyed by the Nintendo, by the Atari, by the PlayStation, by, by whatever has come my way, by Grand Theft Auto. That simple little things like this and I'm, I'm the kid, man. I loved, I had two microscopes when I was a kid. And I loved really? looking at things, you know, under a slide. That was among the most fun I could have was, you know, a leaf or, or even the microscopes themselves had little vials where you, you would look at microorganisms uh, underneath it. That is a little more complex than this, but there's still that idea of you're seeing something science as you say. So my enjoyment of Orbeez, I think, kind of crapped out a little bit after wondering, well, after you make it, much like the slime, what do you do? And, you know, I, I, let's go back to ASMR for a second because it does have the tactile thing comes into it. It's got a visual thing. It's it's small spheres gliding over each other. So it almost looks like a little bit of a Mandelbrot equation or, you know, there, there is something to that, like watching water move and, it, and you hear the sound of wet things colliding with each other. But... I, I do notice that there was a lot of videos on YouTube of women squishing their bare feet. And I'm, I guess the, the, the little spa thing is part of it. But this was like watching women squish their bare feet in Orbeez. And I was like, okay, so this, much like anything else on planet Earth, has, of course, become sexualized. There's what is definitely- it? Rule, rule 32, right? Yeah, rule 32. Is if it 32? With Orbeez.
0: All right, get ready. I'm going to Google Orbeez porn. You ready?
1: It's happening live.
0: Orbeez porn videos, Pornhub.com. 50 Orbeez <laughs> in my pussy. 100 Orbeez in my asshole. It almost Teen feels like inserts a inserts and outsider. pushes out DIY Orbeez balloons. I am not. Uh-huh. I'm just reading the links, folks. I'm not clicking on these videos. Right.
1: He's not. He did not just subscribe to each of those channels. Oh, my it didn't
0: God. didn't happen. So we still
1: have 97 million Orbeez, and we're going to lay them on these tarps. It's going to rain for 10 hours tonight, and hopefully the rain will land on the tarps. All 97 million will get big, and this backyard will be full.
0: So, Bill, why do you think Orbeez are, you know, it sounds like they're a hit. They sell pretty well for the, what company makes them? Maya, the Maya toy company? Uh, and, and I think they started, how did they start? Someone was, some kid noticed them in, uh, people were using them in vases to keep flowers fresh or something. And the, the kids started playing with them and the parents happened to have toy connections. So they debuted them in like 08 or 09 or something. So yeah, Maya toys.
1: I thought you were going to say, how did the Maya start? It's like, well, they were how a pretty Ma- substantial <laughs> empire. Uh, you know, we can go back a, long, a couple right. of centuries. Well,
0: they, and they, they developed the roast beef and cheese sandwich, and there you have Arby's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, you know, They don't tell you that in school. I guess that's the declining yes. uh, standard.
0: How are we supposed to know about the Mayan culture and Orbees and, and the, Arby's? And, uh, <laughs> and, and
1: the, yeah, they, they were the first culture to cut off the tip of Rahm Emanuel's finger. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, it's popular, I think, for very concise, uh, uh, concrete reason. You know, this this is a simple little discrete object, or then then thus becomes a gigantic Tribble-like problem of many many little objects that you then have to have right. custody over and do something with. But you have the chemistry aspect, where much
0: like sea monkeys or <laughs> slimes. Sea uh, sea, monkey. monkeys. sea monkeys. I man, my cat murdered my sea monkeys. I remember that. My See? cat was fascinated by my sea monkeys and I actually caught him in the act. One day he was staring at him staring when he just lifted his little paw and went boom and knocked over their tank and they went all over the kitchen floor. The, the whole
1: slime thing which we know from all the deep research we did, we read like 25 books on slime that's what makes us <laughs> experts on it it's a callback we, to went, something we went to me. a
0: facebook we went to a facebook group and said anyone got any suggestions we set up a subreddit uh, yeah subreddit
1: about <laughs> slime, slime. Or but the the idea that like kids had uh, a lot of fun from putting the um, borax and the glue and the water and and you know you get to customize it with colors and, and textures and, and all these things and and so I think there's a little bit of that here, too, even though this is less scalable because it just does one thing. But it does transform in front of you. And, Noah, you, you know what I thought of was, in, in, a, in a weird way was um, Shrinky Dinks, ah. which talk about something that had a limited use. You know, this was little yeah. strips of vellum, I think they were. And you would just draw on them. And some of them had, yeah. like, pre-printed images. And you would color them in. Yeah. And, they, were, um, they, they were branded. They were characters. They yes, they became
0: they... like cut rate action figures by the oh look I got Spider Man no you really don't have Spider Man
1: no you just have like a little pendant of, of some sort yeah
0: but yeah. the whole the whole thing is like Shrinky Dinks
1: were fun for about six seconds it's like you the fun <laughs> you colored them in you, you, my mother would bake them I think they were baked for like maybe ten minutes and they became right. a little knob that I just got bored with it's like oh congratulations this thing turned into a little hard piece of uh, plastic and this is not fun anymore you know kids want to the hook of seeing the the phase change the state change um, by that respect you know I if you had given me a chunk of dry ice when I was a kid I would have loved watching oh my it God. just sublimate Damn. into gas in front of me I never had that but it's like that would have been something I would have thought was fascinating and I think that the Orbeez in addition to being tactile in addition that I, to me would be the number one source of popularity no matter what you do with creativity afterwards it features this upfront thing that to me never pays off you know but that could just be the beginning of some sort of imagination journey. I, I yeah,
0: it's right. It it makes learning fun. It's like Mr. Wizard, and it's the launching off point. I mean, you said before about there's not much beyond the shrinky dink. You know, even if you make a necklace, you got to get creative. So not only are you watching something vaguely sciencey, and I think slime does a good job with this, but it encourages kids to to be it encourages creativity. That I feel is a good toy, a toy that encourages you to go beyond. The narrative that the toy drops in your lap. And slime certainly does that. Watching a lot of videos on YouTube attest to that. And Orbeez as well. I mean, what can you do with Orbeez? You know, you can put them in your bathtub. You can make crafts. I mean, you see they encourage that on the with the, the attended toys you can buy. The food recipes, all that stuff. You know, they're easy... They're collectible in a certain way, right? I mean, you don't really collect Orbeez because they melt away after a while. Yeah, they're or transient. Or they desiccate. But it's about accumulating them. Getting back to what we said at the beginning, these are inconsequential. These are neat, but no greater than that. You know, they are harmless ephemera. It's. I think it's hard for parents to object to them. I mean, yeah, don't let a real little kid swallow them. But other than that, it's really hard to argue with them. And you hmm. could even argue that they, they encourage positive play in that they inspire a scientific angle and they inspire creativity. Why are these? Because they're neat. Because they're neat. They're hard to object to. I mean, yeah, you see some of these articles, parents are complaining. They're everywhere. I can't get rid of them. I guess it's mildly annoying. But of all the things you kid, your kid does that are annoying, like little water globes, like give me a fucking break, right? We are in a path. not just any bath. No, would you have liked these little wet globs when you were a kid? Yeah, I think I would have mostly because, you know, I've always been fidgety, so I like to play with little things that have a tactile element. I'm not a real science person, but I liked that kind of minimal science thing. You know what I remember doing that these remind me of is um, they're about the size of small marbles. I remember doing that experiment where you take a marble, you put it in boiling water, then you put it in the freezer, then you put it back in boiling water until it explodes. That was fun. Or... uh. <laughs> You know, microwaves. <laughs> the, des- the destroyer. I- right. And do you remember when we were kids how microwaves were still kind of new? Like I remember when my mom first yeah. got a microwave. And like, oh, let's put this in the microwave and see what happens. Don't put an egg in there. It will blow the door off. You know, all the old urban legends. Yeah. Uh, you know what I really liked that I actually I did again with my nephews when they were like five or six and it was fun? Is I'd always make a potion, right? You go into the medicine cabinet and you take everything in the medicine cabinet and you pour it in a cup. You see what the cup develops. And I remember doing this, and I told my nephews, and they insisted we try it again when I was six. So I really liked uh, Muscle Creatures. You remember Muscle Creatures?
1: Yeah, sure. A favorite of the show. Loved
0: them. I think we talked about them before. So I kept my bag of Muscle Creatures. I gave them my nephews. I think they still have them. And I told them how one time I made a potion, and I put a Muscle Creature in the potion, and I imagined it would bring him to life. Mm -hmm. Right. And I told them this just as a story, and they insisted on doing it, and it didn't bring him to life. But even recently, like, hey, remember we did that with a— the they're 16 now. Remember when we did that with the muscle creature? And I'm like, yeah, it didn't work. The only thing that would have turned me away from these, and I kind of feel like this is one of the flaws in the Orbeez marketing strategy, apart from the Orbeez world characters being really weird and stupid and hard to understand, is um, they seem a little too gendered most of the Orbeez products seem a little too girl-focused, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a, an overabundance of pastel colors, whether it's you know the crafts, jewelry maker, food maker, although food's a lot less gendered than it used to be. Uh, I could see me going, eh, it's a little too girly for me. And if by inclination or fear of being... Pigeonholed, I would have stayed away from it.
1: Slime was also um, not that slime was pitched because you know this wasn't necessarily a toy line, even though there were toy components to it. But slime, anecdotally, wound up being a gendered toy, and that girls played with it for whatever reason. And, you know, and there were there were my research said that there was some theory about does it um, indicate a bent towards like that that thing where you teach girls homemaking and that they're the ones who are supposed to mix. And create dough and, and whatever else. Not that boys didn't do it, but girls gravitated towards it. And so, yeah, I mean, there are any number of theories for that. But yeah, I wonder if there's something um, something up with that here too. As a kid, I would have gotten there. I definitely would have given it a shot. I think it, as a science-y type kid who loves shit like this, especially something that changed, changed state. You know, the little, the little, like you said, the little gelatinous guys that you put in water and that they would swell up. You know, a little thing that was about an inch long would wind up becoming something like seven inches of a little monster, a little wobbly gum-based monster. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's like, then I get to the wall that I hit where uh, it's like, then it just becomes a visual anomaly. It's like, okay, the, the use of it was watching the change of state and then it gets to its final form and you're left with a, a thing. And I'm sure that I was probably this way with a lot of my toys, too, when I was a kid. Um, G.I. Joe and and Transformers figures were one thing because those had playability and they had the story associated with it. And I think I might have just gotten infected with that too early, where I didn't have the imagination to create something other than just squishing them in my hands, which lasts about 15 minutes. And then I don't need this anymore. Uh, It would have run out of novelty. So what I've liked it as a kid, up front, yes. But I think that I had a toy box filled with shit that, you know, we got, we got on Christmas, little pieces of plastic. Some games, some toys, some figures, some dead action figure lines that really didn't go very far, that lasted one Christmas. And it's like, congratulations, I got all this post-consumer trash. And it just ran into novelty. There's, there's nothing to it. Thanks for this little thing with a hologram picture of a skeleton on the side. And it's like, what am I supposed to, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? With I know. That?
0: It's neat, and that's it. orbeez go beyond that i think orbeez are a lot better than the hologram sticker in three to four hours this pool will be a giant orbeez pool and then i'm going to go ahead and drop two sodium metal ingots guys this is some lab grade quality stuff if you've seen one of my previous videos you guys know what this stuff does i'm going to have a drone flying above guys let's get straight into this is this in any way a sign of the apocalypse unless you consider the toxic shock syndrome that women used yeah. to
1: get when they were um, but they don't this... but
0: they don't but this is this is improvement you find yes. something it's a problem and you you fix the problem oh, problem right.
1: solved yeah now this this is completely banal and benign i mean there's there's nothing to it that it could even be remotely considered as having a apocalypse i do appreciate the thing that you keep mentioning the idea that you have a toy which is you know it has no face it has no shape it, i mean it has a shape but nothing necessarily familiar it is, it is what you make of it tipping my cards a little bit about the next segment i do sort of have this wonder about what it would have what it would have been like to be able to play with something like that and get a repeat value out of it um but no there's definitely nothing apocalyptic about it and and this is also a good time to mention that the first thing i thought of when we first started looking at this. Um, the first bit of research I did, and this was harder to find than I thought. It was like, what the fuck is this thing made of? They yeah. kept calling yes. it a polymer. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, I'm yeah. like, a po- I usually associate polymer with you know, like Dow chemical. I'm like, yeah. well, what is yep. this?
0: Yeah, this is the shit that killed everyone in Bhopal, India, is what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was so scared that I was going to find out that this thing had just been, they've been letting it rip. Every Orbee kills, you know, 8 million seabirds or something.
1: It was just going to be in the stomach of a dolphin. And it was just something else to
0: just fucking. Exactly. Yeah. There's a a flotilla of (laughs) Orbees, 80,000 miles long, somewhere near the Isle of Fiji, (laughs) floating around and a it's giant, coming for us
1: a massive orby gyre just <laughs> spinning its way through tidal currents i am i am so happy that this just not wound up the being, case not true no not, not true. the case it just Thank wound up God. being a thing a, a chemical no plastic involved just just something that's hydrophilic and so it absorbs water yeah. and th- that was the one thing i was just getting ready like clenching my stomach, yeah. wondering, oh, Me please, too. don't don't Me say too. the thing I don't want you to say. And it didn't. Yeah. So it's like, no, definitely not a sign of the apocalypse.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. In fact, I think this is one of these things that we occasionally say is the antidote to the apocalypse. Sure. Because, fucking, we're drowning in plastic. I, I, I'm, I'm sure I told you this at some point, but I personally, I had an experience about 10 years ago where I, as I like to say it, I turned against Halloween. I used to say Halloween was my favorite holiday. Because it's just about fun. And it's about creativity. But then I kind of looked a little... I kind of widened my gaze. And I just saw Halloween... I mean, it's not as bad as Valentine's Day. And it's probably not as bad as Christmas. But those are other things. But it's just... Halloween is just about junk. Junk, junk, junk. Go to a freaking CVS or Walmart. Just all the Halloween plastic and garbage. And this shit... This is the shit that's floating in the ocean and killing dolphins and, and destroying the environment. So... If we can, just like we talk about Impossible Burgers, right? How do we get out of this mess? We stop eating meat that's destroying society. Instead, eat meat that actually is harmless. Uh, How about toys? Instead of plastic geegaws and crap that lives in the stomach of a dolphin until time immemorial, let's make the equivalent of that that harmlessly melts away. Let's re-engineer our shitty, wasteful lifestyles to make them not shitty and not wasteful. Because you're not—that's the thing with Impossible Burgers. It's not for vegans. It's to change people. It's it's to save the world without forcing people to change their habits too dramatically. And I feel like something like Orbees can do that. You want to play yeah. with little stupid plastic pieces of garbage? Fine. Here are stupid plastic pieces of garbage that don't kill sea turtles. It's very heartening. Yeah, I was amazed. I I googled half a dozen times. Are Orbeez bad for the environment? And I saw a lot of sources that said nope. And I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand how. I figure like these polymers must be killing something. <laughs>
1: oh, this shit, does feel the
0: cold. We yeah, Oh, that is fucking hard. <laughs> Can I do my foot over? Yeah, over me, over me. fuck! <laughs> so that's hell <very> cold. We moeten have a hebben. We smell, This fucking cold. So, Bill, is there any element of the Orbeez phenomenon, the Orbeez phenomenon? that uh, inspires jealousy in your soul.
1: Actually, yes, you know, and not in the thing itself, but it's, it is almost like the complexion of this conversation we're having. Because there is clearly... Well, first of all, you have them in front of you. So there's a different thing I wasn't even able to get in front of me. I'm not, not just jealous about you having the object and you're spilling them over your goddamn floor. And you'll be stepping on them for the next week and a half. But the idea that you could look at these and get more enjoyment out of it than I can. It reminds me of all these other little toys, these other plastic gigaws. And I would get them and feel like this should be more fun than I'm able to experience. The box has kids enjoying this more than I am. And I know, so like, you know, my mother would get us these things for, for Christmas and, you know, they were stocking stuffers or whatever. And I always felt bad. It's like, I'm, I'm not enjoying these. Am I am, am I a terrible person? Am I a terrible son for, for not being able to appreciate whatever this thing is? I need the level of complexity that comes with plastic guns inside Destro's hand. And it's like, I guess I kind of did. I wish that there was more enjoyment from little blobby knobs of, of, you know, multicolored gelatin. And, you know, whatever it is you might think of doing, people can get more creative and it's like it it says more about them that they can look at something like this and they see more possibilities. It's not just that it's pacifying in an ASMR sense, you know? Yeah, I watched an ASMR video where there was a a, a Scottish woman in a tub whispering at the camera while she flossed her feet around in it. It's like, okay... I, I get the ASMR part, and this this woman thought of a great use for it and came up with a very handsome package that was ASMR battle-tested for the, for the whispers and the tingles and all that shit. I think I'm I, there's an enzyme I may be depleted of a little bit that keeps me from from the full Noah Tarnow experience where you kind of see the vision maybe a little bit of what you can do with these things.
0: Uh, I guess I'm only jealous in that I wish these had been around when I was a kid because I would have enjoyed them, but I'm sure there's some other thing I enjoyed just as much and I'm not thinking of. That kids don't have now. So, hey, look, we didn't have to deal with cyberbullying. So, you know, they get Orbeez, we get no cyberbullying. So hey, we, you know, we we had the real out.
1: thing. You know, we had to go up to somebody in person and yeah. actually punch them in yes, the upper arm.
0: Exactly, and throw them into a duck pond. Yeah, they we had. We had to we had to have that done, <laughs> Bill. You and I didn't do that to people. You and I had that done to us. Let's admit here. It was
1: done to us, yeah. Yes, it, it, which today, is I'm, why
0: we're hosting podcasts today.
1: This is our revenge. Is that That's we uh, have? Yeah, our revenge is podcasting. We're living well somehow yes. inside yes. of small places, in various parts of the globe, doing podcasts on a microphone. That is revenge. Yes. The, the final segment, I should say, in our uh, hellish travail here uh, inside our mutual solitudes, our our exiles, is the felonian scale. Uh, So while Jimmy Fallon is out in the world right now getting as many free tests uh, as he wants for COVID-19, we're sitting here you know, locked in wondering, oh, is that hangnail? Is that sniff? Is that sniffle? Is this something serious? So Jimmy Fallon is the bottom of the scale, the worst thing in the universe. And everything else in our oeuvre so far is the other tick marks along the way. So Noah, where on the Felonian scale does Orbeez fall for you?
0: Well, we need to add that last week didn't we determine that Ryan's world might actually be below Jimmy Fallon.
1: It might be, it might be, but right. I, I think it's. He's still it's the semantic. patron saint, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah, well, yeah. You, you know what I thought of when I first encountered this, partly because I was looking at the the Orbeez Wow World little plastic fish guy, is I thought of um, Shopkins, a, a former topic of ours. Right. But right, Shopkins right. are you know plastic crap that that will poison a, a you know a seagull uh, for the next forty <laughs> years. So. <laughs> So I thought, all right. So you take Shopkins, but actually something good for the environment. So this is Shopkins times metal straws.
1: Oh.
0: And then you have the creativity element. So Shopkins times metal straws times Roblox.
1: You say you're not a math guy. Your calculus was like <laughs> beautiful mind calculus. level chalkboard beautiful right there.
0: Beautiful mind level. That's some goodwill hunting shit. Tell it me is. How
1: do you like how do you like them Orbeez? Right. This, this, I didn't land on this, but remember remember squishies. You brought oh, squishies yeah, yeah. to the table.
0: Sure. Squishy. That yeah. gave me a stomach ache from smelling
1: them. <laughs> the middle of our episode, it did. It that debilitated. So you got stomp- nasty. Stomach cancer from the middle Ugh. of our show. I did. I but I, then I finally, um, I, I came up with this. If you took the cups from cup stacking and filled it with <laughs> slime, I think you have a little bit of what Orbeez is in that cup stacking was this thing that had the achievement curve to it and people really really got into it but for me it was like congratulations you got a stack of cups you guys could try to shave a fraction of a second off of this it's of limited import i watched one person do cup stacking one time on youtube and i was out of it slime we actually <laughs> we actually built in the kitchen and for me no it was a communal experience uh but for the most part you know the slime once we were done with it just became this sort of cat hair covered thing that was you know just wet and crusty on the sides. It just started to dry out and form a little bit of a shell so yeah slime and cup stacking it's what i like to call it is a little category called fun that someone else is supposedly having
0: on that note putting orbeez to rest in the face of uh armageddon we are uh we're still talking about uh fun bullshit so good for us we managed yeah, to we're, we're take at the darkness till it bleeds daylight yeah so take us home <laughs> my friends. <laughs> i never heard that before. It's a line. It was quoted. It was coined by a, a Canadian singer-songwriter named Bruce Coburn in a song called Lovers in a Dangerous Time, later uh-huh. covered perhaps more famously by Bare Naked Ladies. And then U2 uh, quoted that line in um, either Rattle on the Home or the Joshua Tree. I can't remember what song. But I remember having that uh, quote in my head a lot right after 9-11. So mm-hmm. it's it's been coming back to me. Anyway, so we are. Yeah. take us. Yeah. Here on. we
1: are again. Yeah, so if you'd like to find past episodes of our show, look on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on iTunes. I am on Twitter at William Scurry. I am on YouTube, youtube.com slash AM Caesar.
0: am uh, all about the big quiz thing, big quiz thing dot corporate and private trivia events nationwide and we are adjusting to the new reality Um, we recently launched the Big Quiz Things daily trivia dosage I host a five minute podcast every weekday with three trivia questions from the BQT vaults plus the stories behind the trivia questions produced by your buddy here, Bill Scurry. And uh, you can check that out on SoundCloud or iTunes for now. And then uh, also, we uh, we are pioneering teen trivia events virtually. You can play the big quiz thing, corporate events, completely online. Uh, we have mastered that through... Yes, the live streaming that is one of the few growth industries right now, but also our pioneering digital trivia answer system enables teams to play remotely wherever they are. So you can learn more about that at BigQuizThing.com. Go to our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Inquire today.
1: So until next time, when we are discussing the Orbeez roast beef and cheese wet globule
0: toy set, we don't get it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2020.